Welcome back to the Carly Crappy Show, boys and girls. I don't know what week it is. That's not important. It is Big Boy Bowl Week, is what it is. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, New Year's Six Bowls, which shall be, in, which shall include the two college semi. So we can call this the, the. We can also call it the semi-final four edition. The the final four edition. Uh, yes. The this godforsaken year is almost over edition. Um, there are a number of things. Do you have any suggestions, Carla? Um, the not as fun as Bolapalooza edition. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true. Yes. Yes, that's true. Um, I, I like I like the big the big boy bowls. Um, only if it's sponsored by Bad Boy Mowers. Oh, oh, there's that's just like sponsored the whole day or yeah. three days or whatever. I guess it's three days. Yep. Um. The bad boy mowers, big boy bulls. Say that four times fast. <laughs> uh, the ESPN folks, take notes. We have sponsorship opportunities for you for 2021, when hopefully this will be slightly more normal. Yes. 2022, 2122. Drink to that. <laughs> well, yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, as I said, uh, today's show is... Um, uh, the uh, the New Year's Six Bowls, um, they are uh, you know so it's kind of the the, the highlightable season, um, and we will wrap with uh, our looks at the two semifinal games um, before we come back next week and do one last show for the 2020 slash 2021 season. Um, before we go there, uh, we've had we we were a week into bowl season. Um, uh, what's the, what's been the best game that you've watched so far? Um, you know, I went back and looked and it's like, wow, we haven't had a lot of bowls yet. And that's because of how messed up this year yeah. is, you know, yeah. and, and the fact that there just aren't as many bowls. Um, so I, uh, I, I, I would say hands down the best bowl that I've watched so far was, um, was Saturday night's cure bowl. Um, which AJ called on, on the bowl Palooza show that yep. was going to be the yep. bowl game of the season. And it's going to be tough to beat um, when, when I'm sitting there watching a, a, a meaningless college football game. And I audibly screamed at the television when Liberty <laughs> fumbled. Um, my, my husband was sitting next to me and, and we both went, Oh my gosh, what just happened <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's a shame for the, chi- for our, for our beloved chickens. Um, yes. They had the opportunity there to, to win that game um in overtime and just couldn't couldn't do it and uh so it's it's a tough crazy tough way th- to end yeah i mean and it's crazy to think about it i if i don't feel like liberty would have won if they'd played the original game i i i feel like coastal would have won at that point um they that was just that was clearly that was like a peak of the season um they they certainly played a perfect game against byu yeah. um but just it's just you know timing and, and all of that stuff and um it was cool that that, that you got to see that game um uh it, it, it's it's nice that it worked out that way but uh but yeah um too bad for the beach chickens i have a confession i did not actually see that game oh. <gasps> i know and i don't what was doing what was he doing on saturday well AJ and i were blowing up your phone so yeah that. I, oh no i was i was i was well aware of what was going on um <laughs> as we're both screaming at each other <laughs> I think, copying I, you yeah, yeah I, the the game that um the game that i had the most fun with uh i, I have a game and a runner-up i think um uh, was, uh the buffalo and marshall um, yeah it was a good game it was a good game in a different way probably not the same sort of entertainment value 
um, that a lot of people would be looking for in a bowl game. Uh, but for a Midwestern guy like me, it was awesome. Let's run the football and play defense and win the game 17 to 10. Um, and, and kind of a cool touch uh, that, that Kevin Marks, the, uh, the, the sub, uh, the substitute tailback in Buffalo's backfield was the one who scored the, the winning touchdown um, while he was, uh, while he was spelling uh, Jarrett Patterson. Um, but a, a, a fun game, entertaining game, tight game, uh, mm-hmm. certainly. So that was, uh, that was, that's probably the best one I watched. I might, my runner up um, would be, I got to go back and look at the, what game was that? Um, da, 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 da. I did, I did see part of this. So I'm going to, I'm going to count this as my runner up. Um, uh, Louisiana and uh, UTSA. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, the, uh, the Roadrunners actually played really well in that game. Um, even got to the point where, you know, they were down enough that y- you look at their uh, run dominant offense, you think, okay, they're not going to be able to come back. And they still, they, they, they hung in and made that, uh, made that a game through, uh, through most of the second half. So um, uh, again, entertaining, uh, good football and, and a lot of fun and a, and a surprise, a surprisingly nice performance from, UTSA the um, um the 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 New Mexico Bowl in Frisco Frisco Texas that yes. had the that had the Albuquerque emblem in center field um because yeah right um that was um awesome. Houston yeah right awesome yeah Houston and, and Hawaii mm-hmm. um and that game was more entertaining and maybe it was just because we didn't have anything else to do on Christmas day and so while we were making Christmas dinner we had that game on yes and it was just you know it was we jokingly called it the also ran bowl because it was Holgo and Todd Graham we had forgotten about that part when we talked about it in Bowlpalooza and just watching the two of them on the sidelines and just you know Holgo just kind of pitching a fit because that's what Holgo does and you know it was just it, it just the epitome of 2020 in a football game, really, you know, I just with it being in a different location. So that game was kind of stupid fun too. Um, Could you call that game like the side yard brawl? If with those two guys, (laughs) could that (laughs) maybe? Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like what's the grass strip in front of between the the sidewalk and the street. Maybe that would be the appropriate median bowl. Median bowl. Yeah. That could be. Oh, it was playing the soccer stadium too. That was the other fun part. It was played in Frisco's soccer stadium, so it was where a they've fo- had where they've had bowl games for a couple years at least. Yeah, um, and uh, and it's it's a nice venue for that. Um, it's probably a, a realistic size for uh, for the Frisco Bowl anyway. I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure about the uh, uh, Houston and I, I, but uh, but yeah, it, it's that just part of the weirdness that is this year, huh? Yep, it just it's the gift that keeps on giving. So. They- <laughs> It is. It is. Um, the, the the New Year's Six games are surprisingly not weird. Um, eh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're, they're kind of chalk, but like the matchups are kind of like wait, the, what? The matchups are fun. Um, the, the fact that uh, the Rose Bowl is not, not? Um, that's <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, I think I'm sure you guys have heard this already, but um, but if you're ready to go. Uh, we can we can we can dig into these uh, with the with the four non CFP games um, okay. and they, they actually begin we're taping this on a Monday so we can have this out in plenty of time for Wednesday night um, and maybe also so we can watch the Tuesday night bowl games 
which are going to be spectacular. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's that's a that is a thing as well. But uh, at eight p.m. Wednesday night, um, that is December thirtieth, the Cotton Bowl Classic. That of course is in Jerry World. Number seven, Florida versus number six, Oklahoma. Florida, for some reason, is favored by three. Uh, Carla, uh, take it away. Yeah, that's a great, that's a, that's a head scratcher. Um, huh? because I mean, statistically, if you look at these two teams, they're actually pretty even, although it is really interesting that Oklahoma actually has the better defensive numbers between the two teams. Um, but there's just one really huge difference here from the Florida that we have seen in the past. And I'm going to say this being married to a Florida grad. So I'm a, I am a Gator wife, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida's gonna be out a lot of players for this mm-hmm. game. Um, most importantly, uh, Kyle Pitts. And we've seen what Florida looks like without Kyle Pitts. And it's just a completely different offense. And so that's a problem to begin with. And then just within the past couple of days, their leading wide receiver also opted out of this game. Oh. Um, and so now you have this 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 problem, which I, I hate to bring up the, the NFL conversation again but that was the big deal about, about your, your, your Browns yesterday was <laughs> who's Baker Mayfield going to throw the football to. And the answer was apparently as, not much of anybody. The one tight end. Right. <laughs> um, that's what Kyle Trask is faced with yeah. in this bowl game, um, which is kind of a shame, but I understand it's this year's really weird and I get that. And so you understand what's happening here, but um, with this Florida offense is just not going to look anything like it's looked all year because both, right. you know, the top, two or three targets that, that, that Trask would throw to or not, not playing in this game. Um, so I think that changes the conversation completely. And I think Oklahoma, because their defense is better um, and they're going to be facing an offense that's missing some of its most valuable weapons. Um, Oklahoma is going to win this football game. Okay. Okay. I, I just, uh, the, the, the rap uh, that Oklahoma has had on this show and elsewhere for many years is spectacular offense, no defense. Um, the thing that's different this year, um, this year being what it is, is Oklahoma plays defense. Yeah. Hello. Where did this come from? Uh, they're, they're giving up less than 100 yards rushing a game and just over 20 points per game. Um, so not, I mean, you're not going to mistake them for all-timers, but uh, they're they're playing, uh, for them, solid defense. Um, Funny what happens when you hire a defensive coordinator from the Big I Ten. No, I know. I, huh. It's 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 like a it's like some kind of weird miraculous thing that has happened. Huh. Um, <laughs> but it, I mean that's that's not the only thing uh, that that's going on here. Uh, improved defense. Um, certainly, the the players who have opted out from Florida are, are going to make a difference. But just looking at the general trend uh, of these two teams. Um, you know, Oklahoma had its 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 losses early in the season. Um, and has has rolled through um, the, the the rest of the year. Um, Florida, you don't want to go into your bowl game. Granted, it's one of these games is Alabama, but the, the other one is an inexcusable loss. But you don't want right. to roll into your bowl game with uh, with uh, two straight losses behind you. Um, that's just kind of trending in the wrong direction. I even without um, the the loss of of the offensive players. I, I would be picking Oklahoma in this game. And, and I think um, with the loss of the Kyle and, and uh, the other guys uh, that, that makes us even more certain Sooners will take home the cotton bowl classic uh, on Friday, January 1st, uh, they, we start at noon uh, boys and girls, make sure that you're, you're, you're awake bright and early. Um, is there, 
Is there still a rose parade? In I, I was going to ask the same thing. I, I don't just, know. Is there a rose parade? Hmm. Um, I hope so. That's we'll my tradition. That's my traditional wake up on, yeah, on New yeah, Year's yeah. Eve. That's, that's mimosa gotta... and rose parade. Like that's that's a thing. Well, okay. So, I mean, have your mimosa a, mimosa a little bit later and turn on the Peach Bowl from Atlanta. This is at <laughs> noon on Friday. Uh, number nine, Georgia versus number eight, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by seven. Carlo, what do you think? This one's really interesting. Um, and and uh, my first note here is that Georgia's offense looks a whole lot different with JT Daniels. It certainly um, does. Than, than it has been. And we had knocked Georgia's offense pretty good um earlier in the season right um but and and but they look a lot different here's the thing with this one um is that i mean we've seen it since he kind of turned the season around desmond ritter is a special quarterback at cincinnati um and after he started the year not so great he turned it around and you know through 11 interceptions or through 11 touchdowns and and just kind of willed cincinnati to to accuse a title um or an american title i'm sorry yep they used to be Cusa, um, dating myself there. Uh, so they, so, so he willed them, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, a, to an American title. Um, and, and this is another one of those interesting challenges is that, you know, I, I this game would be pretty even, I think. And until you look at who's sitting out in this game and mm-hmm. Georgia has a bunch of defensive players who have opted out of this game. And if we had a knock against Georgia's defense, it was at secondary, mm-hmm. um, which we've seen a number of times this year, you know, IE out against Alabama against, um, you know, a number of different opponents that their secondary just hasn't quite looked up to par. Um, and when you have a bunch of secondary players who have decided who have opted out, um, who are graduating and, and opting out for the draft, um, it, it, that doesn't help you in that situation. And so even if Georgia's offense can keep up with what Cincinnati is capable of, I don't know if they can slow down Cincinnati enough Mm -hmm. um, to be able to make up that difference. So I, and, and Cincinnati's playing with a chip on its shoulder, you know, I mean, this is a team that thought that thought it should have been in the playoff. Um, They've got a lot to prove here Mm -hmm. and Georgia really doesn't you know that Georgia had the season that everybody kind of expected them that maybe they were going to make the playoff this year. I mean, yeah. but you know, it wasn't, it's not a huge drop off. They're still playing in a new Year's six bowl. Um, I think the Bearcats figure out a way to go, go to Georgia and win this game essentially on Georgia's home field. Right. Um, I know it's not literally in Athens, but like same thing, right? Same thing. Yes, um, clearly. The, the Mercedes Benz colossal dome or whatever it is now. Um, it's a monstrosity. If you've ever, at least being in Nashville, we don't live up, you know, it's four hours down to Atlanta mm-hmm. and uh, you can see it when you're, when you're heading down and it's just. From where, from like someplace when you get to like the Alabama, Georgia line, can you see it there? Probably from Lookout Mountain. Yeah. Okay. You probably, yeah. You probably yeah. could see it from Lookout Mountain. I, 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 I've not <laughs> been up Lookout Mountain since, since they built that thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure of it. You could see it. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> No, I think I think Cincinnati figures out a way to win this football game um, okay. and and makes a statement um, to say, hey, we got some from the playoff. I I am generally skeptical about the the arguments from group of five programs uh, about how they they match up with with power five teams, and and the 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 big difference is this: uh, Luke Fickle and Kirby Smart aren't recruiting the same guys, right? Mm-hmm. They, they are generally not, not always, there'll be some overlap, but they are generally looking at 
different pools of, of potential players and the talent level of the players that Kirby smart is talking to is different, um, faster, stronger, bigger than, than the guys that, that Luke Fickle's talking to. That's just, uh, it's just how it is. Um, and and yeah. so in, in, in most circumstances, certainly on paper, when you put those, those two things together, um, coaching may be the same, um, you know, records, whatever, but the, the, the team with the, with the bigger, stronger, faster guys is going to win. Um, most of the time, not always, and I'll, and I'll get in a second now, but, but when you look at, um, when, when you look at what's going on in this situation, and especially the defensive guys who have opted out for Georgia, uh, you look at what Luke Fickle has done in Cincinnati. Um, he has uh, he has assembled a, a real team, um, uh, a, a, a group of guys who play together. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder, no question. Um They've got motivation by not getting a playoff invitation. And I will say as a side note, there's, there's gotta be a way to get a, a group of five team in the playoff uh, somehow. And I know that's going to involve expanding and, and it's, it's, it's gotta happen. Um, be, be, and that counts for something being, being a, a solid team counts for something. Um, and, and, and if you look at the history uh the, the players, the players who've opted out, you know, notwithstanding, I mean, it does happen once in a while. Boise's done it, right? Yeah. Uh, UCF has done it. Um, yep. I, I, Cincinnati could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my initial thought at the, looking at the line is like, a touchdown. Wow. I'm not sure. But I just, I, I, I feel like kind of the intangible stuff here. Um, and I'm 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 thrilled that Luke Fickle's one of was one of my favorite players when I was a kid. When I was a kid, we were both in college at the same time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but I, it, I, you know, he is he has always handled himself well as a coach. Um, he has put something really special together in Cincinnati, and I'm I'm not a Bearcats fan. I did Cincinnati is is they're 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 annoying. <laughs> to Ohio State fans, Bearcats, man, Badgers, I, both annoying. Uh, yeah, Got it. yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm pulling for him. I, 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 I really, really want uh, the Bearcats to win this game, and I think they can. I, I think they have the same kind of intangible thing that uh, those Boise teams had, and and, and mm-hmm. UCF had had that one year. Um, they they can beat Georgia, and and I think they will. I think that's the pick. Yeah. yeah. Um. We moved to Saturday, Saturday, January 2nd, uh, to continue with the, we would, I guess these would be like the New Year's four games. I don't sure. know you're calling them Saturday, January 2nd, uh, the, the 4 PM Fiesta Bowl, Glendale, Arizona, number 25, Oregon versus number 10, Iowa state. The clones are favored by four and a half points. Carla. This is the, huh? Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of all, all the way around. Um, yeah, all the way around. Nothing about this bowl game makes any sense at all. Um, 
congratulations, Oregon, for making the Fiesta Bowl after not winning your division. Um, because that's just what 2020 is all about, right? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. they don't win their division. They get the automatic bid into the Pac-12 title game because Washington can't go. And so the, the conference says, okay, fine, Oregon, you were the runner-up, you go. Um, and then Oregon does something stupid and wins the game. Um, beats USC, right? And 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 so now we end up, and then so then USC opts out of bowl games um, mm. after they lost the the conference title game. And so now you have like Oregon's like one of the few Pac-12 teams that said, okay, yeah, sure, we'll go to a bowl game. And so congratulations, you get the Fiesta Bowl. It's just, it's just that's just like that's <laughs> almost as good as the New Mexico Bowl being played in Frisco, Texas, in a in a soccer field, a soccer yeah. stadium. Um, Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl almost you know where the scales tip there that they're about even um <laughs> this is this is a team that probably that should not be playing in this level of a bowl game but that's just how the chips fell and they are the win you know, they are the benefactors of the way things happened in 2020 yes. um yes. iowa state is having itself a season um and and i give the cyclones credit this is the first time that they've been ranked this highly in about 20 years um heading into the postseason i look mm-hmm. up today i was surprised by that um that had been that long but but here they are playing in a new year six bowl um Iowa State's real good, and and we knew this, you know, and and yes, Iowa. If you look at the record, Iowa State has three losses. Mm-hmm. Two of those games, they were in it, really, really close, and there that was Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. They were within single scores, and the first game of the season that they lost was to Louisiana, and we all laughed at it at the time. But now, right, top, that's top not twenty-five Louisiana. Top twenty-five Louisiana that right. finished off the season, um, and you know, after what we saw at a coastal on Saturday night, had Louisiana and coastal played in the Sunbelt title game. I'm not sure who would have won that game now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, we, we balked at the co-champions thing, but I don't know, you know, if they had to play each other again, I'm not sure. I, no, no coastal should, should have been the solo champions. They, they won the one head to head matchup. They should be the yes. solo champions, but, yes. um, but if they had to play again, I'm not sure who would win that game. Um, so, so you're looking at an Iowa State team that's put together a, a really nice season. Um, Brock Purdy has had a really good season, as has his running back, Brees Hall, who is yep. just a sophomore. And oh, a I Doak, didn't know that. He is just a sophomore. Ooh, okay. I know. And he's a Doak Walker finalist. Like, this kid's legit. 19 mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns. Um, and, and it's just been a long time since Iowa State's been on this stage. Other than the fact that Iowa I State got this slot instead of Coastal. Because this was the slot that could have gone to Coastal had the had the bowl committee decided to, to do that. Yes. Um, and they didn't, and they put Iowa State in here. And so, okay, since we got since we're left with this matchup between Oregon and, and Iowa State, I'm gonna take the Cyclones here. They have a, a, a stronger body of work. Oregon has been very inconsistent, mm-hmm. thus losing their division. Yeah. Um, you know, they've had up and they've had an up and down year that's been really, really short. Um I think I think Iowa State kind of surprises some people because people are used to hearing the Oregon name brand, you know, mm-hmm. and they're used to they have a, men, a mental image as to what Oregon football looks like, and that's not what they look like this year. No. Um, I'm going to take Iowa State in the Fiesta Bowl. Why not? Okay, I actually I, I think I, I wonder if that has an impact on 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 the line for this game. Um, that that Oregon is kind of a brand name, and Iowa State is like, you mean not the Hawkeyes? Did I, I <laughs> right. I, I I bet that that there's something to that. Um, anyway, let me let me back up. I if we, if we were you and I were talking about this like in the beginning, like like at the end of, of August, pretend pretend for a second this is a normal football season, and we we're, we're previewing stuff and looking at the Pac-12, um, and looking at the Big Twelve. 
And I, I mean, I, I heard uh, Oregon, or, Oregon was one of the favorites in their mm -hmm. conference. Uh, Iowa State had been mentioned a fair amount um, as a team to watch, maybe not, you know, pack uh, or, or Big 12 champion um, or even playing for the Big 12 championship, but but as a as a solid team that 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 could contend. So we're, we're kind of at a place where it wouldn't have been ex uh, unexpected right. for, for this game to happen, except how we got here, especially the, the Pac-12 component. It, 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 it's just so weird. <laughs> um, but I, okay. So we have, uh, we have, we have the ducks who backed into this game. Um, I, I, this isn't, this isn't uh, the, the ducks want to be, uh, uh, th this is not like a, a freewheeling offense, um, regardless mm -hmm. of their of their reputation. They they want to be kind of a, a physical uh, running team, which is um, and, and they don't. As, as it turns out, they they don't actually do that well, at least not consistently. Um, Iowa State, uh, on the other hand, is is a, is a pretty complete team, um, solid offensively, good defense. They are tested. Mm -hmm. um, to the degree you can do such a thing in the Big Twelve, um, and they will they will beat the Ducks in the desert. Um, I'm 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 actually fairly certain of this one. Uh, followed that game is followed at 8 p.m. by the Orange Bowl uh, down in South Florida, number five Texas A&M and number 13 North Carolina. Um, Texas A&M is favored by seven and a half points. Carla. And yet the last time we saw North Carolina, they were putting a beat down on Miami uh -huh. um, that, that we never saw coming um, mm -hmm. because we, we all took Miami in that game. Um, so North Carolina's offense is legit. We said that a couple times this year. Um, we knew that Notre Dame was going to have their hands full with them, and they did. Um, and then we were like, yeah, yeah, but that Miami defense is pretty good. You know, that we think they'll be able to, mm, no, not so much. Um North Carolina's got a pretty dang good offense and yeah. you know, Sam Howell's just spectacular. Um, the thing here is, is that the, the Tar Heels philosophy this year is just, they're going to outscore everybody, right? Huh? They kind of took the mentality of the big 12 and said, you know what? We're just going to outscore you. Um, and for them, it's worked quite well because they play in the ACC. And you know, if you get a really good offense, in the ACC, other than against Clemson, you're going to be just fine. Yep. Um, Notre Dame this year, not since Notre Dame was in the was in the conference, but against everybody else, it's just like, yeah, sure, keep up, good luck. Um, and and they won football games. Um, so so here's the thing: Texas A&M's defense actually pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. so we'll see whether or not the 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 Aggies can slow down. Um, this this offense from from North Carolina um and the on the flip side and uh, you know everybody talks about Kellen Mond but I think the key to this one is actually whether or not Isaiah Spiller can get going okay. um because the Carolina run defense was really hit or miss this year mm -hmm. they had games where they played out of their minds and held and held legitimate running backs to under 100 yards and then they had other games where they gave up like 250 to 300 yards on the ground like it, there was no real rhyme or reason to it. If you go back and look at the stats. And so I think the key to this game is, is to whether or not Isaiah Spiller can get going for the Aggies and whether or not the Carolina run defense is going to, is, you know, where, where are they for the day? Mm -hmm. um, could be the, 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 the difference in this game. Um, this one, this is one of those just kind of, huh, kind of bowl games. Um, I, I, I 
it doesn't really mean anything to either team at this point. Texas A&M is playing with a chip on the shoulder again because this is a team that also felt that it should have been in the playoff. Blah, 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 blah right? Blah, I know. Blah. Um, Here's the other thing that's worth noting in this game that, that's kind of flown under the radar, and I haven't seen anybody else mention this. The head coach of Texas A&M is Jimbo Fisher. He happens to know a little bit about this North Carolina team. Um, right. It hasn't been all that long since he's been out of the ACC. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so he knows a little bit about Mac Brown's schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, that, that also plays into this a little bit, just the knowledge of the way that the other teams are going to play. And I'm going to give Texas A&M the edge in this one, just by a nose. I think this could be stupid fun. This, if, if you're, if you're going to put like a, one of the new year six games into Bola Palooza category, I think okay. this would be the one I would move over because I just think it's going to be a fun football yeah, game between I agree. these two teams. Okay. But I'll give the Aggies, I'll give the Aggies the edge. Okay. I agree with that. I, this is um, a potential for uh, a, a, the, the fun quotient, I think is high here. Um, I'm, I'm going a different direction, actually. Uh, as you noted, there was a lot of whining from Jimbo Fisher about who should get in the playoff and, of course, <clears throat> uh, who should not. Yeah. Uh, does, that put, does that stuff rub off on the team? You know, are, are the Aggies, do they end up being disappointed with a trip to the Orange Bowl if they're not, you know, if they, they didn't get to the playoff? Um, they, 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 they closed the season playing well. Um, they, they wrapped it up the right way. Kellen Mond is experienced. He's solid. They've got a good running game. As you've noticed, the thing is, if they're not focused on this game, they could get smoked. Yeah. Because North Carolina's offense is that good. Uh, is that my prediction? It is not. However, uh, UNC's offense is going to win this game for them. So Take the Tar Heels. Um, and that leaves us with two more games. Mm-hmm. Um, we backtrack a day back to New Year's Day at 4 p.m. in the Rose Bowl, which is not the Rose Bowl, um, but in Jerry Dome. Number four, Notre Dame versus number one, Alabama. Alabama's favorite by 19 and a half points. Good. Um, Carla, go ahead. Yeah, they said it was the largest line in a game, like mm-hmm. in, a, in a bowl game. Like there's only two other bowl games ever that have had larger lines. I think I, I read that today somewhere. Um, yeah, that line is stupid. Um, but also <laughs> could be realistic. It this is this is another one of those what we were just talking about with which team shows up, right? Yeah. So so here's the deal with this one. I went back and I looked at that the ACC ACC title game. And the ACC title game could have been a completely different game. Mm-hmm. If you go back and you look at the, at the way, the way that that game opened, mm-hmm. right. Notre Dame took the opening kick, drove down the field for a field goal drive stalled um, about the 38 yard line ish um, kicked the 51 yard field goal. So the Irish actually led that game three, nothing. And then they forced Trevor Lawrence into a mistake, picked the ball off, drove again, got it all the way down to within First and goal inside the 10, Mm -hmm. unable to put the ball in the end zone, lined up to kick the field goal, missed the field goal. And it was in that moment when that field goal was missed that I audibly said in my living room, you can't leave points on the field like that. Three plays later, Clemson's in the end zone Mm -hmm. and the game is over. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame beat Clemson first go-round. Yeah, it was without Trevor Lawrence. I get that. 
Notre Dame was able to do it then. The key to this game, if Notre Dame wants to have a shot, they have to score early. They cannot leave points on the field again. If Notre Dame is able to keep it close early, this game is a completely different ball game. All you have to do is go back and watch what happened the first time those two teams met, right? Mm-hmm. Notre Dame was able to keep that game close, keep it within reach, and then they their defense was able to get enough stops that they were able to come back and win that game in overtime. Now, it took everything they had. That's what this is going to take for them if they want a shot in this one. Um, because if the Alabama offense gets going, we saw this in the ACC title game, Notre Dame's not built to keep up with a shootout. Right. That's not the way that they're built. So the only hope that Notre Dame has in this game is to keep it close early and play their game and don't leave points on the field. Are they going to be able to do that against one of the top offenses in the country, against one of the top defenses of the country? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but that's the key. That's how Notre Dame wins this game. If, mm-hmm. if Notre Dame is going to win this game, they have to do that. Are they going to be able to do that? I don't think they are. Um I would like to see this game closer to 19 and a half. Um, but if Alabama gets going early, it could yeah. be out of, it could be out of reach before the, the end of the second quarter. I, mm-hmm. it, it really could be. Um, so no, unfortunately I, I, th- it, this is just going to be a speed bump for Alabama. It's just how big is the win. Okay. Okay. Um, I I've watched a lot of Notre Dame this year. My sense is that Notre Dame is better than a team that would lose to Alabama by 20 points. Um, but you say that, I, but then but, they did it in the but like, game. But yeah, but uh, yeah, and and then but then they could they could turn around and do that. Um, I, I, the Irish's defense is very good across the board, but especially the front seven um, yeah. that pretends well for maybe slowing down Najee Harris uh, and getting some pressure on Matt Jones. Um, it, it's also helpful that these are uh, these are not speed guys. These are they are quick but they're really physical. And I saw a preview show that says these guys enjoy the violence, which is a, a, a pretty cool compliment for, for a defensive lineman, I think. Yeah. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe that's something that can be parlayed into an advantage early on. Um, if Notre Dame's defense can take away Bama's run game, they can then focus on doing whatever it is they need to do to, uh, to slow down Devonta Smith um, because man, they're going to need some help doing that if they if, if they're going to win this game. The other the other if uh, is Ian Book. Um, Notre Dame runs the ball, runs the ball well, uh, and if they're able to, they will they will uh, if they, if they have some success there. Uh, I, and I think they can um, behind a, a, a an experienced physical offensive line uh, that that will help them. Um, obviously to slow down the game, possess the ball, but I don't think that's enough to keep the Irish in it. That, that's where book comes in. He's got to make plays. He has talented tight ends. Um, he has to get the ball downfield once in a while. Um, he's got to make smart, effective scrambles. Um, if he's able to do that, um, you know, then you're, then you're keeping uh, Alabama's offense on its heels. Um and, you know, maybe that turns into longer possessions with, as you said, points at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's, that's the recipe, I think. Um, these are a lot of observations about Notre Dame because they're the team that needs to put together the exceptional game, right? Um, yeah. it, it very well could be that Alabama just being Alabama is enough. Um, they, are, they are that good. 
I think six, we did the, the, the uh, first team AP uh, All-America team announced today. And I think Alabama had six guys on the first team. Hmm. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I, I'd be, I, I definitely, if I were a gambling person, I would be uh, really tempted to take Notre Dame in the points. Um, but, but Alabama is the team that will move on from this game. Um, and that leaves us with a game that I'm, <laughs> uh, that I'm, I'm slowly getting ready for 8 PM on, on, uh, on uh, new year's day at the sugar bowl in new Orleans, number two, Clemson versus number three, Ohio state. Carla, please go ahead. <laughs> um, so the first thing I have down here in my notes, big question is the Ohio state defense ready for this. Yeah. Um, I will say this though. Ohio State is the best rush defense that, that Clemson has faced this year, even better than Notre Dame's. Mm -hmm. So there is that. But is bottling up ATN going to be enough against a Clemson offense like this? Um, you know, we 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 saw what what Notre Dame was able to stay in the game by bottling up ATN and having you know the backup quarterback DJU was in, um, you know, and they, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're fine. We're, we we're past that. We, um, we, we made, we made honest attempts when it we was, did. when it was appropriate and we don't need to worry about it. He's again. DJU now. Um, <laughs> and so we have to start saying it every freaking week next year. Happy <sighs> 2021 to us. Um, but that was how, Notre, uh, that's what I just said. That's how Notre Dame stayed in that game was they were able to, to kind of bottle up ATN a little bit, slow him down a bit. And I think the Ohio State defense is capable of bottling up ATN. The problem with Clemson is the fact that, that Trevor Lawrence loves the, 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 the dump and dive kind of stuff, right? So ATN not running the football isn't a problem when you can hit him on a four-yard screen. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's, and the Clemson offense is built for that. If, if the run game gets shut down, then they put the ball in Trevor Lawrence's hand and let him, let him screen you to death. Um, my, my big concern about Ohio state in this game, and I'm, and then this is a game that I would normally be pulling for Ohio state in, and I am pulling for Ohio state in this game um, because it's conference loyalties, right? We're bowl season. We're, we're, we're all in on the conference. Um, here's, here's my, my real big concern. And it's not necessarily even just the defense. It's what happened in the Big Ten title game. Yeah. Because Justin Fields didn't look good. And he didn't have a really good day. And, it I mean, it really came down to, to Trey Sermon, right? I, I, I mean, Trey Sermon had the game of his life. Yes. And the game of all time in the conference. 300-plus um, yards on the ground. And that's what propelled, you know, the, 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 the air game wasn't working. So it's like, okay, fine. Let's run the football. Mm -hmm. And that worked against Northwestern. Clemson's run defense is pretty dang good too. Mm -hmm. Much better than Northwestern's. And I'm not sure that's going to be the answer here, or it's going to be enough of an answer here. I don't know if Ohio state's defense can slow down Clemson enough. And I'm not sure that the Ohio state run offense is going to be able to bail it out to the level that it had to in the big 10 title game. I think those two things together, unfortunately add up to yet another Clemson win in the sugar bowl. And we get yet another Clemson, Alabama national title game. I really want Ohio State to win this game, though. I would love it so much if Ohio State wins this game. I would kind of feel the same way. 
I would, I would be, I would be, I would be kind of excited about that. Uh, I think there are two things uh, to focus on with this game. Thing number one uh, is Justin Fields. Um, Ohio State fans, Clemson is going to score on our pass defense. <laughs> this, it's going to. We we had the worst pass defense in the Big Ten this season. Uh, Trevor's good big talented guys on the outside that he can throw to we're we're not going to stop them every time uh so the remedy uh is is an offense that will keep up we are good enough ohio state is good enough to do that although we have not shown it consistently uh justin fields had lousy games against the two best defenses that he faced this season indiana and northwestern in the the title game that that you referenced uh, if he does that on Friday, Ohio State has no chance. Mm -hmm. um, he is capable of being comfortable and confident and smooth and and damn near flawless. Uh, and, and if he can do that um, with with a balanced running game, uh, whether that's Sermon, uh, whether that's Master Teague, combination of both, um, the offense will be in good shape. And, and we, we can, Ohio State can keep up with Clemson if, if, we, if Ohio State is playing uh, up, up to its capability. Which we saw against Penn State. You yeah. know, I mean, they've done it against against decent defenses, mm -hmm. but you're right. We just ha we haven't seen it against. The Here's thing defenses. number two. Here's thing number two. A little more of an intangible. When the coaches' polls uh, results were released a few days ago, I am fairly certain that I'm not the only person who noticed that uh, uh, Dabo doesn't think Ohio State is a top ten team. Uh, to be specific, uh, he uh, voted his Sugar Bowl opponent as the number 11 team in the country. Now, he said earlier today that he respects Ohio State, blah, 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 but didn't think uh, that any team that only played six games could be in the top 10. Um, I, I'm sure this goes, this plays well in uh, whatever, whatever Clemson, South Carolina is. Why would you do that to your team, to your, to your own team? Mm -hmm. Why would you hand your opponent um, a, an opponent that's that's good enough to beat you that that kind of motivation? I just I, I'm I'm honestly baffled um, by it. I am certainly irritated by it, and I'm I'm just a fan, um, so I can't imagine how often uh, the number eleven is getting passed around the Woody Hayes Athletic Center this week. Um. There's motivation. Uh, there is we we don't know for sure which players are going to be back from 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 COVID restrictions, but uh, but chances are good that we're going to get a bunch of guys back. Um, and that's that's a combination that I, I I honestly I don't get what Dabo's doing there, um, but I don't think it's going to work out well for him. I mean, look, this, this is going to be really hard. I, I mentioned the the uh, Ohio State's pass defense. Um, those guys, they're young they're, and they're basically only halfway through a season, right? Right. Six games that they're, they're, they're halfway through a, a, a normal college football season. Um, 
and they're they're going to have to play like grown men in this game. Um, they're still going to get beat, and they're going to have to not worry about it. Justin Fields can't have uh, the, the the brain farts that he's had against Indiana and Northwestern. Um, but all these guys are at Ohio State for a reason. They're they're good enough to be there, and they're good enough in terms of talent, if not experience, to play with anybody in the country. Um, and that little extra thing that Clemson head coach did, who is, who, who is, by the way, now supplanted Jimmy as, as my most hated head coach <laughs> in college football. Sorry, Jimmy. We'll, we'll get back to you next year, maybe. Um, with that little extra thing, I, I think Ohio State wins this. Um, I know you're not surprised that that's my pick, but, but I, it, it, it can happen. Uh, and, and I, and I think it will, and we'll talk about Ohio State and Alabama next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, boys and girls, you can hear the Carlin Crabby show on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google, etc., etc. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube and the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate and review. Uh, if you don't, Mind your own damn business. And if you uh, be sure to come back next week to see not only exactly how wrong we were, but to see what Carla and I think about who's going to win the national championship. <laughs> Carla, any final thoughts from you? Well, it's a, it's a little bit of a sobering thought. Um, huh? It's it, the, the music city bowl isn't being played. Um, yes. That was supposed to be played on Wednesday. Yep. And when we were first recorded bowl of Palooza, um, it was because Iowa was having COVID related issues and it ends up being canceled that, because yeah, yeah. Missouri has COVID related issues and they yeah. can field a team. Um, but, you know, hindsight being what it is, it's actually a really good thing that we're not hosting a bowl game here in Nashville this week. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not been a pretty week here in, in Nashville. Um, and so um, that's kind of where my head's been for a good, a good portion of the week. It's hard not to, um, the, the, you know, thankful that everybody's okay. And that, you know, we didn't have an additional influx of, of tourists here yeah. at a time that we just flat out don't need them um, to, to be interrupting that. Because if, if you don't know the way that Nashville is laid out, the, the area that was impacted by, by the events of Christmas morning um, is directly across the river from where the game would have been played. And second Avenue is kind of where they stage a lot of the fan stuff. Um, and, and that, that now looks like a war zone. Um, that was second Avenue. How many blocks off of Broadway? Uh, just two. Okay. Yeah. Two blocks. I, I, thought, there, I thought it was close. Yeah. There was debris found on Broadway. Oh, um, yeah, for 40, 40 buildings have been confirmed damaged. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and it sucks, you know, as someone, I mean, I've only lived in Nashville for a decade, um, but but the the buildings on Second Avenue are, are some of the most historic in all of downtown. They were the ones that have been here forever. They've survived. They survived the flood in 2010 um, and all those kinds of things. And now a bunch of them are going to have to come down. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that just sucks in a lot of ways. Um, and I know some people who lived right down in that area that are now dealing with, you know, fixing windows and it's just, it's not been a good week here in Nashville. And, um, so we appreciate uh, a lot of people have been, you know, pouring things in and, and we appreciate the thoughts and everything, but it's going to be a long recovery process. Um, so it's good that we're not playing it's good that we're not hosting a bowl game. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, let's, let's get this behind us and, and, and try to, you know, clean things up. So it's been a sobering week. Um, not the way you wanted to end 2020, but right. um, there will be football again in Nashville. 
um, yes. it'd be good football again in Nashville. And um, we'll look forward to hosting a Music City Bowl in the, in the 2021-22 bowl season. Get the, get the reservation of the Black and Gold Bowl out there yeah. next year, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll have to see. Uh, I, ha- I have one Black and Gold team, but I am, I am um, uh, really excited to play on Thursday afternoon. That is a, um, a New Year's Day afternoon. Uh, that is not only um, the Arizona Bowl, which was my, my bowl Palooza pick, um, but the, the one that I'm stoked about is uh, WVU Army. Um, we went over this during Bolapalooza Army. Uh, the Liberty Bowl uh, went out of its way to to make this game happen after everyone in college football decided they did not want to play Army. Um, and as I said, back at the outset, our Army is my team this year. Uh, and I have not forgotten that. Uh, in spite of the scarlet gray that I'm wearing right now, it's my this is my this is my natural habitat. Um, but go Army, beat the Mountaineers. And I and I and I kind of think they will yeah i think they will too i think they can do that especially because remember when we talked about bowlpalooza we said the weather always sucks at the liberty bowl it's gonna rain all week here it's going to rain the rain's gonna start coming in and into the national area on wednesday night and it's gonna rain all day new year's eve so it's gonna be a muddy mess and who happens to run the football a whole heck of a lot huh 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 um Go Army. Go Army. Beat the Nears. Um, boys and girls, uh, again, I, we, we uh, thank you for joining us, and we hope you uh, continue to enjoy college football's bowl season, uh, even the, the truncated version that we're, we're working our way through this this year. Um, Carla, here's to, to you and to Nashville and yes. um, to our predictions and everything else, and we will be back here next week one more one more show to talk about the national championship guys uh cheers everyone thank you for joining us we'll see you again cheers.